I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Talk Healthy today. I did this interview about sex addiction with Robert Weiss several months ago, and I wanted to replay it uh, in case you're wondering why we don't mention Harvey Weinstein or all of the other things going on with men in Hollywood and uh, predatory behavior. Uh, I would have brought it up if uh, I had done this interview uh, currently. Uh, but you're going to get some great information. This interview is not about predators, but more about uh, men with sex addiction issues. So I hope you enjoy it. Bringing you the latest research, tools, and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy. It's Talk Healthy Today. Here's Lisa Davis. I am thrilled to have Robert Weiss, LCSW, CSAT-S, Out of the Doghouse, a step-by-step relationship saving guide for men caught cheating. Robert, so great to have you on the show. Lisa, it's been too long since we've done this. You know, Robert, I have to say I'm such a big fan. I'm open on the show. I've struggled with sex addiction issues, I should say, in the past. Tell us a little bit about why you wanted to write this book, and then we'll jump into it. It's really good. Sure. I mean, I've been working in the field of intimacy disorders, um, sex addiction, hypersexual behavior, problem intimacy, you know, people problem, problems building intimacy for nearly 30 years. And um, I originally got in the field because I believed that some HIV transmission was being caused by problems with hypersexual or behavior or sex addiction. And I started writing books and articles and books about it back then and I've been writing ever since. So I've been involved really in a leadership role in the field of sex addiction treatment and intimacy disorder treatment for almost 30 years. Um, and that's pre-internet. So I've watched the whole thing roll out. You know, I, I watched the guys I used to who used to struggle with magazines and videos now like, you know, dealing with online porn. And um, I've watched the women who were struggling with relational patterns that were problematic for them in the past now struggling with all of the online access to dating and relationships. So, And I've been writing about it ever since. So um, I really feel I have a pretty strong background in this area, and I love doing the work. Well, I think it's fantastic. Back when I was having the majority of my issues, there was no internet. I mean, I'm dating myself. Uh, mm. So a lot of my promiscuity, there wasn't what they have now. Now it's just off the hook. Well, I, you know, as with everything man creates, there are gifts and there are challenges. And, uh, you know, I tend to nod to the gifts. I, I really tend to be very optimistic about human beings. And so I try very hard to demonize things like the Internet because to me that's another technology like the pill or fire or the wheel or the combustion engine that we have pushed out as human beings. And, and once the technologies come out, you know, they don't go away, but they do profoundly change mankind. And then we get to see, well, who survives and who thrives and who doesn't. It's really, I take a more kind of broad-based kind of evolutionary standpoint, like really big, like those who thrive with tech and digital media will do great and those who don't won't. And thus it has ever been. So I don't worry too much about people in this area, except those people who have emotional challenges and damage, who are turning to behaviors that to make themselves feel better. In other words, they're not online to connect, they're not online to meet somebody, they're online to, to escape their emotional state or to just disappear. Yeah, And those are the I people did. I do worry about because they lose themselves to this and their lives suffer as a result. Yeah, they really do. You know, in the book, you have types of cheating. You have sex exploration, purely sexual, booty calls, emotionally connected but casual, and full-blown romance, deeply emotional, connected, long-term affairs. And I love how you give examples. Like you talk about Joey. He's been married for eight years, but he does do the hookup apps. Well, Lisa, I think, let me just say, I wrote this book called Out of the Doghouse. 
And uh, it's what you're talking about now. And the reason that I wrote it is because I've been dealing with unfaithful couples on one level or another for almost 30 years. Because if you think about someone who works with people with intimacy and sexual problems, I often run into couples that are experiencing betrayal or infidelity or adultery at a level that's just off the charts. And so having done this for so many years, you know, you kind of, you know, if you make bagels every day for 30 years, you're going to really know how to make a good bagel. (laughs) And I have been treating unfaithful couples for 30 years. So I have a really good sense of, uh, at least among heterosexual couples in particular, how women respond to betrayal and how men try to make it better. And I have noticed over 30 years that men don't get it. (laughs) Men do not seem to understand the degree of pain and suffering that a betrayal causes a crown partner. You know, they kind of want to make it better with flowers and candy. And they're really ready to be forgiven when they're ready to be forgiven, which is usually about a year before the spouse is. And then I see these partners who, you know, don't know what to do with their anger and their hurt and their confusion. And so anyway, I wanted to write a book for men that men, that women, angry women who had been cheated on could read and throw at them. Kind of like, (laughs) dude, you want to stay in a relationship with me? You want to have my love back? Well, then you're going to understand what I've been through, and you're going to understand how to heal it, and know it isn't candy flowers and some nice words at the end of an evening. I think the first thing is, you know, um, I think, well, even in a broader way, um, we're different. Men and women are different. doesn't matter whether we're gay or straight. We're still male and female. And so, you know, men are built in a way that we are able to have more casual, non-relational sexual experiences without thinking, do you love me? I mean... There wouldn't be so many strip clubs and adult bookstores and all that places out there that somebody must be going through, usually male, if men didn't feel comfortable having a casual sexual experience and not associating with the person they love or their marriage. However, that's something they convince themselves of because men don't necessarily make that strong connection between sex and relationship, but women do. So you have a guy who goes, let's say, and stops off for you know, a weekend in Vegas and whatever happens in Vegas, like a lap dance happens in Vegas. Um, and to him, it was nothing more than a good workout until he sits down and his wife or girlfriend finds out about it. And then she says things like, I thought you loved me. And what happened? I thought, how could you do this to us, to our children, to our family? And he's thinking, whoa, like all I did was get a lap dance. Yes. And so, you know, it's not so much to make men, um, feel badly about what they've done or shame them. The book, The Doghouse, is really a book to help men understand the pain that women go through when you cheat on them. And then really to understand that, you know, the way we usually try to make things up, which is by giving gifts or solving the problem, um, that doesn't work in this area. Um, That women require consistency, honesty, integrity, um, and they want to see you in the doghouse. You know, I use that metaphor Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, you know. No, I mean, I have, you have puppies, Oh, I know. Right? Three. Three dogs. Yeah, so if one of your little puppies pees in the house, my guess is you would say, oh, you know, I love you, but you have to go out to the doghouse because you've dirtied the home and you don't get all the yeah. nice fuzzy toys and, <laughs> you know, good yummy food and you don't get to sit by the heater because you've been bad. And then later we will let you back into the house. Well, I think that men have trouble understanding that when they have cheated on someone they love, they are no longer equals in the relationship. Their job is to go out to the doghouse. You know, they have, in essence, dirtied their home. And they have a responsibility to make it better. And um, that means that they're going to have to suit up and show up to the relationship in a very different way than they had to before. And that can be difficult if they're dealing with a sex addiction. Now, not everybody is, but you write in the book, uh, some but 
but not most men who cheat are sexually addicted. But then there's women, your woman might be like, you're full of crap because the media downplays sex addiction as some just make-believe excuse. Well, it is, I, I really think it's, I mean, you said so many things just there. Yeah. There's like five <laughs> Sorry. things I could say about it. But no, 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 it's exciting. I love yeah. talking to you. Because I think, you know, one of the main things I think you need to understand, everyone needs to understand, is that addiction is not an excuse. You know, I may have an addiction, and it may have come out of maybe some tragic early experiences I have, or I, it may just come out of my challenges in my personality. And I, you know, don't have to hate myself for my addiction. I don't have to... Uh, um, blame myself for addiction, but I do take responsibility for the behaviors that I've acted out while I was in the throes of my addiction. So it is not enough for someone to say, oh, I'm sorry I ruined our lives, but gee, I'm an alcoholic. I didn't know. You know, it's more like, wow, you know, I have this serious issue called alcoholism and it left me making these decisions that I really need to clean up. And so adults are still responsible for their behavior and the problems that they've caused, whether they're addicts or not. Um, However, I will say that, you know, Doghouse was not written for sex addicts. There are lots of books, most of which I've written <laughs> recently, <laughs> for sex addicts to understand their behavior. But I wanted your average guy who has cheated on your average woman to say, wow, I don't think I get why she hasn't forgiven me. It's been a month. <laughs> and, well, you cheated on her for three years. She's probably not going to forgive you in a month. Men tend to want to be forgiven when they want to be forgiven. And they're sure. not necessarily aware that that's how it happens. Yes. So all of that is what I really wanted to get across. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you did such a great job. And I, and I, I love, too, in Chapter 6, seven ways you can make a bad situation worse. Uh, here's the seven things. Uh, continue to cheat, continue to lie, tell partial truths and keep secrets, put the blame on someone or something other than yourself, apologize, and then expect or demand immediate forgiveness, try to buy forgiveness, use aggression and threats, try to calm your spouse down. So rather yeah. than doing that, what do we? What are the things we need to do? Yeah, and I love the last one, by the way, because yes. it's just so, so like subtly mean. It's like, honey, when are you gonna stop being so angry about this? Like they're ang- like there's something wrong. Exactly. With the spouse's anger or the spouse is being triggered into anger. You know, if I come home 15 minutes late and I've been cheating regularly, you have every right to be suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I can say, well, I was on the freeway, it was busy, you can check the traffic reports, I, I, I picked up the groceries you wanted, of course I'm late, give me a break. No, you don't get a break, because you're in the doghouse, and being 15 minutes late means you've left your spouse once again fearing that you're back at it. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot of work involved in healing relationships, and I, when they're broken by infidelity. And yes, women do it too. By the way, Lisa, I get this question. Why didn't you write a book for, about women who cheat? Yeah. And my answer to that is um, men seem to have a lot more problem healing relationships than they've cheated than women do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that has something to do with that women understand innately a sense of a larger sense of family and sort of a holistic, broad-based view that when something happens to them or their relationship, women see it as this affects our home, our kids, our family, our lives, your work. I mean, they see it in a very big way. And men don't necessarily view uh, a single experience like that. Um, Yeah, so anyway, I'm I'm trying to get these points across to the popular culture, not to make men feel bad. No, I understand. Or like they're inadequate, (laughs) but just so they can better understand their women. Robert, it is time now to talk about our fantastic sponsor. I love berries, but often buying organic berries is expensive and they spoil quickly. What if you can get a wonderful antioxidant boost from your favorite berries in a drink that happens to be a juice powder. Well, look no further than Organifi's Red Juice. Organifi Red Juice is a superfood red juice powder. It's packed with antioxidants, immune-boosting herbs. It tastes great. And all you have to do is open it up, 
poured in your water or your almond milk. I'm a big fan of coconut milk beverage and it tastes amazing. It's got 11 superfoods. It's quick and easy nutrition on the go, which we all love. And again, that those red colors, you want that. That is so good for your overall health. So be sure to check out Organifi.com. And when you see the code, it says, you know, use code. You want to save 20%. Put in Talk Healthy. So again, use the code Talk Healthy. Go to Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. Now, some men that I know, uh, my husband, is basically like you cheat, you're out. Like there's no healing. There's no nothing. It's just over. What people say and what they do are two different things. So I can't tell you how many women have told me, if he ever does this again, you know, whether it was addictive behavior or, you know, or or fooling around in some other way. And the reality is that that if they really felt that way, they wouldn't be sitting in a chair with me and their spouse. You know, they're there. Uh, And and I think this is important to say also is that, and I think therapists don't get this, is even when there's been profound cheating, most women don't walk into a therapist after they've just found out about it, looking to figure out how to end their relationship. Uh, I think a lot of therapists, you know, when they hear about, oh, well, he was this person, that person, they're thinking, oh, goodness, she's got to get out of this thing. And most women, in my experience, and this is another thing I, I just think people don't get, is an initial shock of finding out about having been betrayed and cheated on. Most women are kind of saying to themselves, like, where did that truck come from? I know it hit me, yeah. and I know I'm lying in the street, and I think my whole life is falling apart, but I'm not sure how all this happened. So, you know, in the initial stages, my experience is women are more often in shock. And they're kind of saying, like, what just happened to our relationship? And what happened to this person I thought I knew and I guess I don't know? And how do I figure out how to go forward or even get through the day? Not do I stay with him or not, but how do I get through the day? How do I get through the week? That's more the issue of someone who has been, who's recently found out about being cheated on. Oh, that makes sense. Now, what about if you're not sure if you want to stay or go? You have a, a section on mm. that. One of my greatest, I'll tell you how I would actually put it as a therapist, but, you know, okay. because I wrote out of a doghouse for men who cheat and because I have done this work for so long, it's not unusual for me as a therapist to have a man walk into my office, women do sometimes, but more often men, and say, you know, you know, doc, my problem is this, uh, it's two, it's two, I'm in love with two and I just don't know which one to pick. And um, when you really get down to it, the reality is, is, is it's not they're really not loving either woman. And my, 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 you know, and oftentimes they'll come in and say, well, just tell me which one to pick or how am I going to pick the right one? And my answer is most often, how about if you weren't with either one for a while? Because my experience of men who are lost in the choice of which person to be with are men who don't know themselves very well. Um, and they're often lost in the sort of external process of, you know, this person, that person, and all the fascination when really the, the challenges going on inside of them, not outside of them. And I love putting girlfriends and wives together so they can have conversations about the, the man who's been cheating on both of them. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> we used to do that in treatment. I won't say that's a regular thing that I do, but when a guy says, well, I'm in love with both of them, I'm like, well, let's get them both in the room and see how they feel about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pragmatist as a therapist, a pragmatist. It's just so complicated. Do you watch the show The Affair on Showtime? I think it's probably one of the best shows ever. It's so well done. Have you seen it? Oh, I've been watching Divorce. <laughs> oh, Divorce is great, too. <laughs> I would highly recommend The Affair. It's fantastic. Yeah, I like Sarah Jessica, so, yeah. Yeah, I like Sarah Jessica Parker, too. Yeah, that show's great. Oh, my gosh, and Thomas Hayden Church is just hysterical. Is he not so funny in that show? Um, it's really great. What I love about that show, I'm sorry to change the topic. No, please. About the Affair, I haven't seen it, but oh, no. what I love about the divorce, uh, about divorce is, 
it's a complete reversal of roles. You know, it's the woman who's cheated, it's the woman who's been lying, it's the woman who's trying to cover things up, and the man who's trying to, like, figure out what the heck just happened to my life and what do I want to do. And that's not your typical scenario. So it, it turns the whole thing on its ear. It makes it kind of fun. But doghouse would apply. Yes, it would, right? I mean, like I said, there are some women who might be more callous about these things. Or what yes. if they have their own sex addiction issues that cause them to act out and they're not trying to hurt their partner? Well, I, I don't... I mean, there are certainly people who are deliberately mean, malicious, and, and we would call them the field like sociopaths or psychopaths. And certainly there are... I think I've had a few family members who, uh, <laughs> who uh, you know, they'll lean on you and they'll lean on you and lean on you. And finally, when you can't give anymore, they just go on to the next person. And that is, you know, a very sad, empty individual who you probably should be glad moved on. But most people that I experience do, underneath their immediate and sort of passionate whatever's going on, they are deeply connected to their spouses. They, they complain a lot. But, you know, most of us stay with people for long periods of time for a reason. It isn't just habit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. I do agree with that. You know, in the beginning of the interview, but it was just a webcam. How do you address all this in today's mm. world where there's no mm. touching, there's no... Maybe, what Lisa, if you're just sexting? Like, I'm, how does that work? I'm so glad. This is sort of the best thing you could have brought up, even oh. though, you know, because it is directly dealt, out, dealt with in the, out of the doghouse, which is, yeah. you know, how do you define cheating in the digital age? Um when I was, I'm 56, so when I was 26 or 30, cheating meant I was hanging out of the office with somebody else I was attracted to, and we would spend late evenings together, and maybe we would, you know, work on projects together, and everybody at the office would kind of know something was going on, and my spouse would spell maybe lipstick or, you know, all of that. And it was a physical thing that happened between two people. It was very identifiable what infidelity and cheating was. But what is, if I'm sitting in the den looking at porn, and you're my spouse, and you're in the other room playing with the kids, and you say to me, hey, what are you doing in your den? And I say, oh, well, I'm doing the taxes, but I'm really looking at porn. Am I cheating on you? Or what if it's a webcam and I'm, there's another person at the other end and we're exchanging sexual, you know, we're, we're visually seeing each other sexually and experiencing sex together, but she's 3,000 miles away and I'll never meet her and I don't know her last name. Isn't it just like Playboy? You know, my dad did that. I do this. What's the big deal? That's what most of the men I work with say. So I, I gave a new definition to infidelity in the digital age. It's not... It's not that it's uh, uh, shocking or surprising, but I think it just makes more sense. And that is, to me, and in the couples that I've worked with, infidelity or adultery in the digital age simply involves the keeping of profound secrets in an intimate relationship. So, you know, I tell you I'm not doing something, but I'm doing it. That's infidelity. And by the way, it doesn't have to be sexual. You know, I, I could say, hey, there's this great watch that I want, and I just want to take $10 out of my check every month for the next three years, and I'll have that watch. And you say, honey, you know, we really need that for the kids or whatever. I'd rather you don't do that. And then three years from now, I come home with this great watch, and guess what? You never even knew I took that $10 out. But look, I got the watch anyway. You're not going to cheer for me. You're going to be angry because I lied to you. I kept secrets from you, and I deliberately did something that I knew you wouldn't want me to do, and I did it anyway. So look at porn in the same way. If you and I are in a relationship, and I say, honey, you know, I look at porn occasionally, you know, masturbate a little bit to porn occasionally, but we still have a good life, and I hope that's okay with you. And you say, yeah, you know, I, I might look at this and that now and then, and it's all good. Then if you walk into my office at home and you see some porn on my computer, I think your response is going to be maybe some curiosity, probably a little embarrassment, um, like you, you wandered into my personal life. 
But if you and I are in an intimate relationship and you have no idea that I ever look at porn and you're maybe feeling like our intimate life isn't where you want it to be and you go onto my computer and you see hundreds of porn images and chats with other people, when I come home that day, you're going to be pissed. Not because necessarily that I was looking at things, or it's because you didn't know. And, and that's one point that Out of the Doghouse makes most strongly, and I think is the point that I want to make. I'm, I'm seeing myself escalating. I want to make this point. Um, when you lie to someone, when you keep secrets from someone, when they say, I thought you were going home at 6, and you say, I never said that. When you lie to people and you mess with their brains because you tell them white is black and black is white, then you make them crazy and you lose their love for you. And, you know, that's a very different experience than letting somebody know what's going on. Now, I get that everybody walks out of the house and wants to go, you know, sleep with a sex worker, doesn't say, honey, I'm going to go stop off at a massage parlor and I'll be home by 8, but, it, you know, I'll be in a good mood. I get that. <laughs> but if they did, then we wouldn't have the issues that we have today because um, honesty and integrity in relationships will trump any challenges that come up in a discussion of something that's painful. You know, if I reveal to you that I am having these feelings about wanting to be with someone else or that I'm looking at other people in a different way, that's an opportunity for you and I as a couple to grow. That's an incredibly intimate moment. Or if I said to you, you know, after 20 years, I'm thinking it might be nice to have sex with someone else once in a while. And you say to me, hey, me too. Well, then no harm, no foul. We've made an agreement. We make rules. We have an open marriage, and that's how we live it. But if there's no agreement, no discussion, and I'm just lying to you and keeping secrets, that's the most damage to the relationship. It's not the sex. It's not the $10 a week for the watch. It's that I lied to you, that you, don't, can't, that you thought that I was the person who would most have your back, who would never let you down and never hurt you, and all of a sudden you find out all this stuff about me that you didn't know anything about, and you wonder, who the heck am I with? That's the pain to a partnership. That is, you know, Robert, I want to have you back because there's still so much I want to talk about. Again, the book is Out of the Doghouse, a step-by-step relationship-saving guide for men caught cheating. Tell us all the ways we can learn more about you and your fantastic work. Well, you can, one way, I think, I'm online every week on an online, uh, I'm online every week on a place called intherooms.com uh, at 6 o'clock every um Friday evening, uh, California time, I do a show on sex and love addiction where people can come and ask questions, and oh, there's cool. you know no charge, and it's anonymous, and gosh, I get people from all over the world who come to in the rooms to find me on Friday nights, I mean, literally Dubai and Japan, because and, online, you know, recovery and healing is international, so um, my website is robertweissmsw.com. Or you can also look me up on Amazon. Um, you know, just look at my name, Robert Weiss, and you'll see books I've written on sex addiction or intimacy disorders in both men and women, and then all of the stuff around cheating. Now, what was the site again you mentioned where you do the show on Friday night? Or the... Well, for people in recovery, um, first of all, I think recovery is moving needs to move online. I mean, I think all, that is where the future is, and that's where the most democratic way for people to have as much free access to recovery in ways that those of us who can't afford a therapist or can't afford a treatment center or maybe who are too afraid to go to a 12-step meeting, you know, the Internet offers opportunities to find all of that. So I, I really honor that. And um, there's one site, uh, website called intherooms.com. I, I don't work for them. I just volunteer. But they have about 170 12-step meetings a week live. And oh, what I wow. love about that, so that's AANA and a few S meetings, a few gamblers meetings. But what that means to me is if you're in 12-step recovery and you're in Rome or you're in Dubai or you're, you know, uh, or, or you're home not able to go to a 12-step meeting, you can go online and not only go online to a meeting, but you can go to the same meeting every week with the same people. 
And that's often a challenge for people in recovery is they get, you know, like they go to a treatment center, they go to support groups where the center is, but then they go home and they don't kind of know anybody, they don't know their support groups, and they kind of drop out. I'm interested in people getting involved online in recovery where wherever in the world they are, they can find the same group of people who will support them. Uh, so In the Room says that, and I do a, a talk conversation show there. Great. And what was the time again? Uh, I'm there 6 o'clock uh, Pacific time, every single week, 6 o'clock Pacific time. Cool. Um, you want to see my smiling face and ask a question about sex relationship <laughs> addiction or just cheating, uh, come on down and uh, admission is free and I'm glad to uh, help where I can. You have a great face, so I would be happy to see it. <laughs> Robert, you are so fantastic. I can't wait to have you back. Okay, it's a deal. Well, what a great interview you are, so I'm up for it. Oh, thank you. <laughs>